book of Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 22. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. We have some lettuce here. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. I want to take verse 24 as my verse. We'll read it once more. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And I want to preach on the title of a message, Egging You On. Egging You On. Pastor Sarah, would you please pray for the message? Amen. You may be seated. Again, the title of a message is Egging You On. What does it mean to egg someone on? To egg someone on means to incite a response from them, to get them to do something that they would not normally do. Sometimes it would be in a negative sense where you egg someone on to do something that is bad. But you can also egg someone on to do something that is good. And so when we see in the Bible, we look at the word provoke. If you look in verse 24 of Hebrews, that, that what I read to you, it has the word provoke in there. If you were here Thursday, you heard Pastor Devonshire preach about Hannah and Panina, Panina, Hannah and Panina. 1 Samuel chapter 1. I don't want to go over the whole message again. I told him I was studying it. And this afternoon I told him that he had preached all, pretty much all of my message. So I had to, cut, <laughs> I had to keep on going in a different direction, okay? But there, there, was, there, there was a situation with, as, as the Bible has, has declared, that there was a man who had two wives. One man said it this way. If you have more than one wife, you're going to have problems in life. So he had a problem. One of them, which was Hannah, had no children. The other one, which was Penina, had all kinds of children. And the Bible says that Penina had provoked Hannah that sorely. They would go up to the temple. They would go up there to, to worship and to bring sacrifice. And because that Penina had all these children, Hannah had absolutely none. Same man and everything else in the same household. The, the adversary, they called her the adversary, had provoked her. What happened? It provoked her to pray. It provoked her to get closer to God. It provoked her to want to cry out to God. And so I come to you to egg you on today. I come to you as Panina today. I come to you with the exhortation to be provoked. I want to egg you on to doing something better, doing something greater than you're already doing now. I want for you to do something for God that's exceeding what you're already doing. And so I'm here to provoke you. 
under good works. I was telling Pastor, I might need a bodyguard to walk out to church before it's all said and done. Amen. But I'm here to provoke you. Egging on. It comes from a term that goes way back to the 1200s. It's a Nordic term. It comes from that word that, that's edgia, edgia, a Nordic term meaning to be at the edge. And so when someone is right there at the edge and you want them to jump, you're going to egg them on. You're going to push them to go and do something that may be dangerous for them or may not be. It may be fun for you or maybe not so much fun for them, but you're going to egg them on. Hold on, i got to take this out of my ear because it's causing problems. Hold on just a second here. Sorry about that. Okay, get this off. Here we go. All right. Praise God. Amen. All right. You love God, say amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay, no more distractions. Amen. So we want to get you to the edge of what you're already going to. We want to push you. We want to provoke you. And that is what this 90-day challenge is all about. We read there in the, in the book of Hebrews, we read about lettuce. But we want to talk about eggs today. We want to talk about eggs and, and we want to egg you on and, and get you going on to good works. The Bible says, let us draw near. Let us draw near. The book of Hebrews is about people, Jewish Christians, who had become, and, when, and Pastor Devonshire had been going over this in Bible study, about people who, had, who were Jews and they became Christians. And they had come out of all of the things that they knew with the temple and the, and, and the, and the, the different things that were inside of the temple. And they had the sacrifices and they came in with the high priest and, and all of the pomp and the circumstances and the worship of God. And then they decided that I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to look at Christ and I'm going to take Christ as my Lord and Savior. They left all of those things in the temple and society and they went out there and they began to be worshiping God and going to different places and, and gathering in houses and whatnot. And it began to be hard for them. Why? Because they were going to be cast out of their society. Everything that they had was wrapped up in being a Jew. And so when they decided to become Christian, it began to be hard for them. But Paul the Apostle, who we believe wrote the book of Hebrews, it told them, let us draw near. Let us draw near. Let's not back up from what God has already done in our lives. Let's not run away. Let's not move back from the day that we got saved. You remember that song that we were singing, take me back. Take me back to the place where I first received you. We want to draw near. Don't get farther and farther away. The more that you stay away from God, the colder that you get. And so if you are not saved today, I want to provoke you to put all your eggs in one basket. They say that you're supposed to diversify, that you're supposed to get a little bit of this here when it's talking about investing. When you, you want to get a little bit here and a little bit there. You want to invest in this company and this here. You want to get some stocks and some bonds and some, some T-bills and all these other things. But Earl Nightingale said, put all your eggs in one basket and watch that basket. When I gave my heart to Jesus Christ, I put all my eggs in one basket. I put it all in there. I said, I'm giving my whole heart to God. I'm not holding back. 
back. I'm not going any other way. Everything that I knew before was wrong, and I did wrong in the sight of God. God, I want to give you my life and give you everything. I was 16. I knew hardly anything, but I knew one thing, that when I prayed that prayer of salvation, when I asked Jesus to come into my heart and life, I felt something when I was in that church. It wasn't just a prayer, but God stepped into the room right then and there. And I knew that I needed to go for giving my heart to him. You got all your eggs in that basket? What else are you leaning on that's not Jesus Christ? You leaning on a job that's going to let you down? You leaning on a degree that's going to let you down? You're leaning on some family members that are not saved. They're going to let you down. You've got to put your whole heart and faith in the one who died on the cross for you, who shed his blood on Calvary's cross just for you. That's why Jesus came. Paul talked about it. It's a new and living way. It's the only way to get to heaven. There's no other way. There's no other name given among heaven whereby we must be saved. There's one way to get to the Father, one way to get to heaven, and that's by getting down on your face and calling out to God and saying, Jesus, come into my life. They have a greater high priest now. Paul was trying to tell them, you got a greater high priest than what you see right now. And so he was saying, let us draw near. We're putting all of our eggs in one basket. I put all of my trust in him. That is why I trust in Jesus. We want to egg you on to good works. We want to egg you on to good works. What kind of egg are you? What kind of egg are you? There are good eggs and there are bad eggs. What kind of egg are you? Went to the store one time, this was years ago. My wife asked me, can you pick me up some eggs? I don't, I don't open up, you know, I didn't open up the carton and check the eggs. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, in honor, we're talking about eggs, in honor of the high price of eggs. Have you seen how much eggs are right now? I saw a meme that said the Easter egg hunt is canceled this year. <laughs> Pastor Devonshire was saying, he, he saw something that said, we're painting potatoes this year. <laughs> the eggs are high. They said there was a, the, a bird flu. I think 53 million chickens died because of the bird flu. And so they're trying to bounce back and, the, you know, the egg, they're, they're, they're trying to get the chickens to, 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 you know, hatch more eggs and have more chickens and all these other things. So they're bouncing back. So hold on. Eat your cereal and your oatmeal, all right? No green eggs and ham this morning. But... We want to egg you on to good works. And so, like I was saying, my wife asked me to go down there to the store so I didn't check the eggs. And, you know, sometimes you open up the carton and what? Some of them are cracked, aren't they? Or you may get one, you know, you don't know just by looking at them on the outside. And so you crack that one and it's bad. It's got a bad smell in it. You say, ooh, oh, that one's bad. What kind of egg are you? Are you a good egg or are you a bad egg? I want to provoke you to good works. 
I want to egg you on to do something good. And so we're egging ourselves on the good work. One thing that we should be doing is we should be increasing in our church attendance, not backing up, not slowing down, not saying, well, I've got all these things going on and I'm just going to attend less. No, as Pastor Devonshire said, hey, if you're only coming on Sunday morning, you need to try Sunday night. You need to add Tuesday Bible study. You need to add Thursday service. Well, you say, I'm in church all week long. They come to prayer meeting Sunday night. We need to add more. We need to do more. We need to get closer to God every time we're in the house of God. That's another opportunity to worship, another opportunity to praise, another opportunity to encourage somebody and exhort them to good works. To help them to get closer because that person sees you there. They see you worshiping with all your problems and all your, your excuses. They got excuses, amen. Remember, we're talking about eggs. I'm egging you on. We got all these excuses about why we can't do more. It's called, I was listening to the, the book, it's called The Magic of Thinking Big. The Magic of Thinking Big. And I think the second chapter is about excuse-itis. I keep saying egg because I'm preaching about eggs. Excuse-itis. You got all these excuses. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough skill. I don't have enough intelligence. I don't have enough money. He said, you got to take excusitis and you got to start thinking big. You got to think bigger about what you can do. You want to be a success, you got to take those excuses and you got to throw them out. We want to make it easy for you to do more for God. Just praying 20 minutes a day, inviting out two people. We went over, we went and dropped the sister off. We had lunch today. We went over and dropped her off and then we went to the store to get the hot dogs for fellowship tonight. Hey, stick around after church tonight. There's fellowship after church. Amen. So we went to get the hot dogs and there, the store was just, just brewing with people. I went to the car and I went and got my cars and invited out a few. One of them said, no, I'm all right. The next one he was coming out, he took the car. I said, praise God. We want to do what we can to help and do what we can to see God move in somebody's life. Reading three chapters a day, it seemed like when this 90-day challenge got started, it started getting harder for me to get those chapters in. I don't know what it was. All these things coming up in the morning, I said, I got to get up earlier. When you were working for a degree, you got up earlier, didn't you? When the boss man said, hey, we're starting half an hour early. Okay. You didn't call, say, hey, I can't make it. When the class said, hey, we got extra homework, you did it. So why is it that we can't do it for God? I'm talking about egging you on to good works. That's why I say I'm going to need a bodyguard to get out of the church. There's some things that, you know, I don't want to use myself in this example, and I, and I, I don't like doing that. We were out in, in, in Graham Washington, and Reverend Kinsey said, I don't like using myself as a personal example. But he had gave something, and it was really a blessing to my soul. And so when I was in Washington, when I was actually when I was in Indiana, I started pursuing an associate's degree. I had to go to class, and I was pastoring the church. So I had to go to class. On, on, I started out online, and then I went to Washington, and I, and I wanted, really wanted to get it finished up. And so I had to go to class twice a week. So I picked the classes that didn't interfere with church. The Monday classes, the Wednesday classes, so I didn't interfere with my church services. 
the Friday class so it didn't interfere with church. And so I did the best that I could to make sure I didn't miss anything. My wife's going to help me preach. How many church services in those two years did I miss? Zero, right? How many prayer meetings did I miss on, on the Monday night? Zero, right? How many soul winning meetings did I miss? Zero. And I was a team leader. Now I got an F. <laughs> on one of my classes, I just plain old didn't understand it. When I signed up for statistics, I didn't know what I was getting into. I opened up that book and I said, what is this? This looks like hieroglyphics in here. So I got an F in that class. I said, I'm not taking that again. And they said, you have to take this class in order to get this business degree. I said, okay, I guess I better double down on this stuff. But I didn't, I didn't call the pastor and tell him, hey, sir, I can't come to church on Saturday night anymore because I got school. I didn't do that. I ended up on the dean's list after all that stuff. I ended up with a 4.0 GPA in my last semester. Why? Because even though I was pursuing that degree, God was more important to me. I'm still trying to pursue God. I got to get to heaven. That degree might make me more money, but it's not going to make me more spiritual. Not going to make me more holy. I want to give myself unto God. So I'm trying to egg you on to good works. So increase your church attendance. We want to be an example for our family. We want to be an example for those that are coming behind us. We want to be an example in soul winning. I had tricked some of you to come to that, to come yesterday. I know I had some ulterior motives to, for you to come over there to, to try to help celebrate Pastor and Sister Devonshire's 30 plus years of, of, of having their anniversary there. And I said, hey, if I tell them to come to the soul winning meeting, just maybe, just maybe they will go soul winning. I walked down there in that room and there was a bunch of people that aren't normally there at the soul winning meeting. And I thought, Maybe they'll think about it on Saturday. Maybe it's a little bit not so hard to come to soul winning at 12 o'clock. Pastor told me, he said, I thought all those people were excited about soul winning. I said, sir, I did the best I could to get them here. It's up to them to go. <laughs> so I was trying. I was trying to do my best and within the capabilities of what I have to do what I can to try to help you, to provoke you, to egg you on to egg you on to prayer. As we talked about, Hannah was provoked. She was egged on to pray, to get down on her face and call out to God. So much so that she was praying so hard that the high priest, who was his Eli, he was watching her pray, and maybe she was just praying and her mouth was, was moving, but she wasn't saying any words. It was so deep, and she wanted to be so much in the spirit and connected to God that she could not even get the words out. She didn't even have to. She knew that she was connecting to God. When was the last time? that you're connected to God like that. Just trying to egg you on. We got to pray if we're going to reach people for God. We got to go soul win. We got to read. We got to pray. It's got to take all of those things to come and to get in and say, God, we can do it. To give. Pastor Devishar went over all that this morning. But we don't want to kill the goose, what, that laid the golden egg, do we? Don't want to cut off your giving and say, I'm going to keep it all for myself. Isn't that what the man that, that had the goose did? If you don't know the story, a man had a goose that, that laid golden eggs. 
And he went out there and he got tired of the goose taking so long because it would only lay one egg a day. And so he went out there and he, he, he cut the goose open to try to get the eggs out of it. Isn't that silly? It's one of Aesop's fables. Isn't that silly? He looked in there. There were no eggs in there. And guess what? He wasn't going to get not one more egg. And so when you stop giving, you kill that goose. You cut off God's blessing. You say, I'm going to keep it for myself. I got all these things to do. But where's the blessing going to come from now if you don't have that goose to lay those eggs? So don't stop giving. I tell you this, I, I have to get ready to close here. I don't want to preach too long. Like I said, I get, uh, get my bodyguard. Where's Richard? <laughs> but when I, was in, when I was over in the Bible school, I was over in the Bible school, we had this preacher come, come into the church. He was preaching, I think, a four-night revival or something like that. I don't think my wife was there at the time. She was, she was still in Phoenix, so I had never met her. But he was preaching a four-night revival. He'd come off the field, and he was preaching this revival. And he, he did something I had never seen, and I've never seen it again. He said, he said, if you want financial blessing, take your wallet out and lift it up to the sky. And I sat there in my seat, and I said, I'm not doing that. So I got back. No, we were married. Yeah, that's right, because I was living. No, maybe not. Maybe not. not. Not yet. Not yet. So I, was, I had this apartment I was sharing with these brothers, and I had to kick them out because I was getting ready to get married. But anyway, so I went back, and, and the man who lived, he was a brother. He was living up above me as a minister. And he said, brother, remember that when, when, the, when the minister said to lift up your wallet to the sky? I said, yeah. I didn't tell him, I, you know, I said, I'm not doing that. He said, you know what? I did that. And he said, you know what, after service, I looked down, there was $20 right there on the ground. And I thought, is he going to do that again the next service? <laughs> so I went to service, I had my hand right there, I was ready. Just in case he said it again, he sure didn't. I said, ah, oh, I should have did it yesterday. <laughs> Don't miss your opportunity to give. When pastor's calling for something, world missions or whatever to give, give. God can bless you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Shaken down, pressed together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Go soul winning. God will bless you. Read your Bible. Pray God will bless you. So I'm trying to egg you on. So that was hope. We had hope, faith, and love. Hope, faith, and love. I want to egg you on into loving the Christian life. I want to egg you on into loving Jesus Christ. I want to egg you on into loving others. It said exhorting one another, not forsaking the assembly, not backing up, not saying, hey, I don't need to go to church as much. We need to get in there as much as we can because God is so good and he saved us. God's mercy endures forever. He's poured out all kind of blessings upon us. He's done as much as he could to save us. God is good. And so we need to be here as much as we can, especially if persecution is on the way. We need to be here and learn as much of the Bible as we can and know that I got your back and you got mine. The last exhortation, an egg proverb, last one in is a rotten egg. The last one in is a rotten egg. What does that mean? 
That means that if, you're, if there's a party or if there's a, a, a pool to go jump in, the last one in is the rotten egg. And I'm telling you, you that don't have the Holy Ghost baptism, you that are missing out, you that haven't come down to pray, you that haven't sought after God, you're the last one. You're missing out on all the fun that there is. You're missing out on all the power that God has for you. The Bible says that, that, that Jesus was talking about it. Jesus talked about asking it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. He had made this analogy Jesus did. There's only two times that the word egg is used in the Bible and Jesus used one of them. He said if a son asks for a fish will he get a stone? If he asks for an egg will he get a scorpion? No. How much more so shall our father up in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him. God wants to give you the Holy Ghost. He doesn't want you missing out. He doesn't want you to be a rotten egg. He wants you to come and pray and seek after God. Lift up your hands. I don't know what it is that's stopping you, but boy, move it out the way. Move it out the way. Stomp on it. Kick it out the way. Let it be gone and come and get what you need from God. We're closing here. They can come to the instruments. And so I hope that I egged you on. I hope that I provoked you. Maybe you got a little bit annoyed by some of the stuff that I said. But I've been annoyed in service time after time since 1997. And God has helped me and, and drawn me closer and brought me closer to him. And then when I get down and I, I'm not here telling you that I've done everything right all the time. But boy, when I find out that I did something wrong, I pray God help me to have the right attitude. Help me to love that brother. Help me to help that sister. Help me to give to somebody else. Help me to give to the work of God and give my Myself, oh God, help me to do it right once again. Let's pray and let's seek after God. This is our time. This is your chance to pray. Come on down here to the altar and get to God. Get the Holy Ghost. Get what you need from the Lord. Get closer to God. Let it be provoking to you to pray and to seek after Him. Come on down.